Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge and Kramer Basketball. And we're talking about one of my favorite topics this time of year, youth basketball programming, right? It's not just the holiday season. For many of us, we're getting ready to get into our youth basketball program. If you're running one of those January, February programs, which can be pretty common. Maybe you've run it already. This can give you some tips for what you might do next year, as well as possibly some summer basketball camp programming as well. In this teaser episode that highlights the full conversation that we have on Friday. And on Friday, I can't believe all the ground that we cover with Coach Troshak regarding numerous areas of youth basketball programming in that episode. So make sure that you check back. If, let's, if you want to be good, if you really want to be good year in and year out, you want to be competitive, you want to be a winning program, you have to have a strong youth basketball program from the youth level all the way up to the junior high level so that you're not just, okay, we're good when we have talent and then we're down. Okay, we got some talented players coming up. You want to be consistently good. Youth basketball programming is the key. And on this episode, we tease a couple things. Coach Troshak talks about some of the scheduling, some of the things that he tries to emphasize, who are some of the people that are in charge of running their youth basketball program and what that looks like. And then I talk a little bit about the skill development aspects and how we can really start to build players development. I use a couple of examples from specific skills that you can think about implementing with your program as well. So thank you for listening to this one. Be sure to check back on Friday for our complete episode of youth basketball development. We talk about scheduling. We talk about some of the logistics. We talk about some of the communication, obviously the skill development and how we can incorporate competitiveness. We can incorporate different drills and games. So our kids are not only getting better, but they're having fun and they're learning throughout the process. All right, let's get to the show. You had a, a well-attended youth basketball program there. What were some of the systems and structures that you put in place to make that happen? So we had a K2 program, um, both boys and girls that I ran. Um, and I'd have help from mainly the boys program, high school players and parents. And if a parent that I felt, you know, would do a great job with that um, and wanted it, they, they would help out or take it over. Like last year, our superintendent, when I was at Brown City's, Neil Kohler took it over. He's coached at the youth levels for multiple years. So he, he kind of took that over last year and there was a COVID year. So it was, it was crazy anyway. And then there'd be third and fourth grade um, kind of group. And how we used to do it is before Christmas break was all in-house. So we would have about 45 minutes of skill work ran by myself or the JV coach, um, who was also my assistant for a couple of years. Um, we do, he would usually, he did fourth, third and fourth, sorry. And I would, I did fifth and sixth. And so we would each do 45 minutes of, you know, instructions followed by about 45 minutes of three on three. And that was all in-house. And the coaches of the three on three were the high school players. So I had the high school players help out before Christmas break. And then after they didn't have to help as much their seasons rolling. I understand they got a lot going on. Um, a couple of things that I really liked was the high school coaches coaching three on three team. So I ran the fifth and sixth two years ago. And when we got to three on three, we had them play for the first week. And then we went into like this room and we like drafted, like we had our war room and like the kid, the high school kids loved it because now they're coaching a team and they're super excited. And you mentioned fun. 
Um, and you mentioned development. They're going to listen to those high school players probably more than they're going to listen to myself. Um, and they're going to have a lot of fun with those high school players. Um, so we, we had a couple of weeks, I think it was two or three weeks of, of three on three play. So we'd go 45 minutes instruction, you know, 45 minutes of three on three play. And then we had a tournament that last week um, before Christmas. And then after Christmas, they would have weekday practices and they would um, they'd have a, a parent that coached them like a third and fourth grade team, a fifth and sixth grade team, depending on the numbers. And then they would start playing in their league. So my end for third through sixth was all handled before Christmas break. After that, it was uh, we would have a host date. So I'd have to set up, you know, the officials, the concessions and host that date. We'd have one for third and fourth and one for fifth and sixth. Um, but what I was going to ask you, and I think coaches would benefit from is how, how do you, you know, we mentioned fun and development. How do you have fun with these players? What are some things you've done that the players really like? And also how do you, you know, gauge that they are improving and having fun? Listen, coach, you got to have a, 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 a little swag about you. You got to have a little confidence about you. You got to, you got to, you can't just act like you want to be there. You got to want to be there. Right. That's the biggest thing. When you walk into a gym or when you walk into a room and those little kids look at you and they're excited to be there, but maybe they don't know you or, or they're a little bit scared. Of you. Oh, that's, the, that's the varsity basketball coach or whatever it might be. When they look at you and they see that you are glad to be there, that is where it starts. That is where it starts. And things will get so, so much easier because of that, because listen, I could do the same drill that someone else does, but the way that I carry myself with my body language and with the words that I use, and I'm fired up for this drill. I am excited for this passing drill where we're working on a pass fake and then a pivot. And then we make the bounce pass to each other. You could do that same drill and it could suck <laughs> because you're just kind of doing it right. But if I'm there, I'm excited to do it. I want to do that. I know if we practice this and we go hard, we're going to get better at it. It's that type of vibe that your kids pick up, right? So it's not so much the drill. And we have a bunch of fun drills. We'll play ball handling tag and we'll get balloons out where they're dribbling and they're popping the basketball up and we'll have layup competitions and just different types of, of races. Kids love races, right? And yep. You ball handling and play the sharks and minnows game, but it's all with ball handling. Like we could go on and on with the drills that we could do. It's great. But if you don't have that vibe and that swag of how much you want to be there, it's not going to work. When you walk in, when you coach, when you coach somebody and you can look into their eye and they look back at you and they can tell that you have their best interest in mind, Good things are going to happen because as a coach, I may not have all the answers and I may not use all the best drills. And chances are when we do it next year, I'm going to be a heck of a lot better at what we're doing than we're doing now because I got a whole nother year of learning under my belt. But because that kid understands that I want them to have fun, I want them to learn, I have their best interest in mind. Really good things will happen, not might happen. They will happen. That's where, where it starts. It starts with that coach, whoever it is, is leading that program. You got to be all in, which is why that person is so, so hard to find. And it's why that type of person within your program is so, so very important. Now, you talked a little bit about the development aspect. 
I mean, I put together a little development chart of the skills that we want players to have. And as, as we're talking here, in my mind, I'm thinking of that first through sixth grade uh, range before kids really start to get into the seventh grade and, you know, start to play for their school team. But let's just think about it. I'm going to throw a couple couple things at you. You can share like for a first and second grade. Do they understand what a stance looks like? What, you know, lateral slides look like? defensively having two hands out would be a couple of things at the first and second grade level. Our kids should be able to, to understand that. If it comes to shooting at the first and second grade level, I love that you mentioned uh, lower hoops. I don't know if you mentioned smaller basketballs. I think that's a huge one as well. Um, but to be able to say, hey, at first and second grade, I'm not going to work on the one hand layups, the one footed layups. Like, let's just get a base. Let's talk about stance, good wide base with, with two feet. And maybe they can't get the basketball up there correctly with uh, a shooting position, but it doesn't mean we can't talk about hand placement on the basketball, right? So do they understand some of those things already can, can be vital. With ball handling, low and wide, right? As you mentioned, follow the law. And we're always talking about being wide. And I think being wide in a lot of ways, it's automatically going to make us lower. We drop those hips back. We're already going to be low. But being wide is huge when it comes to, to ball handling and defensively as well, just working on changing direction. Being able to understand, okay, can our kids dribble the basketball up and down with either hand? And can they dribble on the move? And at the first and second grade level, if they can understand, okay, I have a base about myself. I can dribble with my right and my left hand. I can dribble on the move with my right and my left hand. And now I'm starting to kind of develop a checklist for what I want my players to be able to, to have and own at different grade levels. Thank you for listening to this quick hitter episode on youth basketball development. Make sure to check back on Friday for the complete episode. We cover a lot of ground in many different areas with our episode on Friday. And one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this is one, we can get a lot of improvement in a short amount of time at the youth basketball level, right? Kids are like sponges. They can soak up so much. We can see a lot of growth in that time. And more importantly, it's a great opportunity for us as adults to leave a positive impact in the lives of young people. This could be one of the highlights of their winter, right? Everybody has a different situation. Everybody has different things going on in their life. But if that young person can come in to the gym with you, and that can be one of the highlights of their day, of their week, of their month, of their year, we're doing things that are going beyond the game. And when they look forward to getting in the gym with you because of the impact that you're making, that's bigger than basketball. And if you're if you're checking that box, props to you, salute to you. And I would also dare to say their basketball development is going to grow exponentially because of the care factor. They know you care about them and you have their best interest in mind. So coaches, thank you for listening. Thank you for everything that you do. Certainly appreciate you and the time that you give, the sacrifices that you make, being a basketball coach, being a youth basketball coach, being a volunteer, whatever that might be. And I wish you guys the very best luck as you uh, head into the holiday season. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Thanks for listening. And as always, get after today.